Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. With structured workouts, training plans and massive online group rides to make your training fun. Because fun is results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast coming live from our podcast HQ here in Melbourne. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download uh, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log arrives with our friend at Zwift. Joining me is, of course, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I'll tell you what, we, we have just dived into the deep end, day one. And the Tour de France does not disappoint, does it? It, was, it gave us everything. And, yeah, a little bit different. Late night, I'll tell you what, Couch Peloton, I don't know how you do it. I do not know how you do it. I'm sleep-deprived already. I'm struggling. I'm I'm looking forward to my third coffee of the day. But, yeah, you know, I'm already on five. <laughs> it's one o'clock. You know? <laughs> well, you're in trouble then. No, you're in trouble. I know, I know, but I have to stay up late. <laughs> uh, first of all, we have uh, some breaking news uh, before we uh, mm-hmm. diverge and, and go down into the uh, the actual content of this podcast, but that's just breaking news from uh, from just a few hours ago. Uh, we've got Philippe Gilbert that has retired from the, the Tour de France. Uh, incidentally, there's somebody else that has retired as well, but we'll focus on, on Gilbert. Uh, there's Vals from uh, Bahrain, Merida. Yeah, but Gilbert, knee again. That is massive, isn't it? That is a massive blow. Massive blow for uh, Gilbert. Massive blow for Lotto Sudal. And his knee, again, remember, he's, he's done his knee a couple of times already. Uh, I don't think, believe it or not, it's as bad as previous ones. It's a fracture. So uh, I think it'll heal a lot faster, but it is a big blow. He is a big, big star. We know that. But he would also be a massive support for Caleb Ewan. So he's going to be missed by that squad. Absolutely. And uh, if we focus as well, actually, on Gilbert, uh, two years ago, he had this incredible uh, fall. Remember, in the ravine, yeah. he yeah. broke his, his uh, patella, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then he rode on another 70 or 80K with a broken patella. Then he decided to retire the morning after. Uh, so and that was a lot more. He did more damage to that knee. Same knee, same knee. Yeah. It was a left knee. Uh, so in the French interview, uh, when he decided to retire for this, uh, he was like, "Well, yeah, I have a look, and it's probably oh, it's, it's another fracture on it, and it's probably better than a ligament." That's what he said. <laughs> he's <laughs> tough. He's pretty tough, Phil uh, Gill. That's why he's won four of the five monuments. So Absolutely. yeah, but it's a shame. Look, it's a shame for the race. It's well, a shame for Lotto yeah. Sudal as well. Uh, and we will look at exactly what that team has been uh, uh, going through uh, yesterday. But uh, I titled it Hard Day on the Saddle for, for Caleb. I think that summarised what it was. It was. Look, uh, they weren't the only team. But, yeah, if we zone in on um, Lotto Sudal, it was a really tough day because, obviously, John Degenkolb as well was caught up. It was a num- number of riders who crashed. But, unfortunately, for John Degenkolb, he missed the time cut. He made it to the finish, but he didn't make it inside the time cut. So he has been eliminated. Again, another star in his own right. But remember, he's an intricate part. He would have been an intricate part of that lead-out train for Caleb Ewan. So he will be massively missed. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a look at uh, Degenkolb in, uh, in a minute. But, uh, first of all, let's uh, listen from Caleb Ewan straight after that stage. Yeah, to be honest, it was a, a really bad day for the whole team, I think. So we had lots of crashes. I crashed uh, just before the last time off the climb, and uh, the first car was already with another crash. So I was sitting on the side of the road for a long time waiting for another bike, and then 
I had to go full gas up the climb to try to come back. And I only came back uh, at the bottom of the yeah the, the last climb in the in the end. But yeah, and then I had some time to recover. And uh, we only yeah we didn't have all the guys there that we needed. But uh, you know the guys that we had were were really good and. We were, yeah, in perfect position with about a K to go. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know what happened. I need to look at the video because all I remember is everyone putting their brakes on in front of me and I really ran into the back of Jasper. And then, yeah, you know, it's the Tour de France. So, you know, if you put your brakes on with one kilometer to go, then there's not much chance of coming back. And uh, there's almost zero chance of coming back and winning. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm quite disappointed because, yeah, this is the... The, yeah, the biggest goal for me in this tour was to to try to get the yellow jersey today, and yeah, we just had a for the whole team a, a day full of bad luck. So here you go. This was a caliber. You went straight after uh, the stage. Uh, he said it here, just here. Disappointed because the target was yellow. It was, but look, I mean, he's disappointed. I thought he spoke really well. I thought he, um, you know, he, he he showed his disappointment, but philosophical. I think he's, um, you know, he knows. This is a roller coaster, a three-week journey that um, you know you got to ride with punches and ride with the highs and lows. He'll do that, and look, it took him ten or eleven days to win his first stage last year. So he knows he's got other chances, but that was a big opportunity lost because it carried the yellow jersey with it. Absolutely. Let us know uh, what you think about uh, that uh, stage, the uh, first stage, uh, stage one, uh, in the comment box uh, below. Uh, we will read your comments and see if we can uh, answer some of your questions. It's always nice. Uh, you mentioned Degenkolb. Uh, let's have a look at uh, this interview from him. It's uh, straight from his uh, bedroom floor, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, and he's talking about how he missed uh, that cutoff point and how hard he was injured. There was a big impact uh, on the right knee. Um, uh, actually on both knees, but uh, on the right um, a lot more. Um, that was also where the the pain was coming from, and uh, yeah, I was uh, in a really a lot of pain to to finish uh, the stage or try to finish. Uh, eventually, I ended up uh, being out of the time time limit. Uh, but yeah, maybe I was a little bit too ambitious. Also, I to but. Yeah, after after such a hard preparation, you don't want to step out of the race immediately after a crash like this. So I, I said I I going to try, but uh, yeah, I I couldn't hold the pain. Or as soon as I was pushing on the pedals, uh, I had a lot of pain, and, uh, and that's why I, I I couldn't hold the time limit in the end. Also. There you go. There was a, an interview uh, with uh, Degen Kolb. Uh, just to wrap this up, hard day for Lotusudov. Yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? I mean, how much, how many times can we say it? But that, it doesn't get much worse uh, when you've got Degen Kolb out, and and of course Phil Gilbert out. Who we've only, as we said, it is breaking news. We've only just found that out. Absolutely. Let's have a look at uh, the winners and the losers of uh, Stage 1 and we'll preview uh, Stage 2 coming up tonight on SBS uh, in, a, in a few minutes. But uh, winners and losers from Stage 1. Christoph, a very strong fourth win to, the, to, to his career and a very strong win. Yeah, yeah, massive, massive win for Alexander Christoph. I mean, uh, you know, he's a star. He's won two monuments, this guy. And he's won stages, as you say, at the Tour de France before. He's 33 years of age. He's got four kids. I like that in his interview. He talked about his kids and wife back home. Uh, so he, he, he was pretty excited that they would have been watching. 
But for UAE Team Emirates, it was a big win as well. They get the yellow jersey, and Tony Pogacar was in the top 20. This kid, he's a kid, he's a baby, 21 years of age. He just cruised through the stage unscathed, as far as I know, and I don't even think he crashed. So they are the big, big winners of the day. Yeah, and then for Christoph, and we'll talk about Pogacar in a sec as well, but uh, for Christoph, it's his fourth win. Mm. The last time he won was in Paris in 2018. And on French TV, uh, he said in the official interview, actually, uh, at the end, he went, you know what? Yeah, thank you for the win. See you in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not bad, is he? He's setting the he's setting the, the yes, I tell you what, and he's just sent out a warning. I'll, I'll tell you what, in the tipping comp, uh, our Italian colleague, uh, Eduardo, he picked Christoph. I thought, no chance. Edo's picked a dud there. Uh, he's leading the tipping comp. No one would have picked Christoph last night. No, I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't think he, he didn't know. He no, didn't he, know. Yeah. it was like he, he had the scraps and he went, okay, Christoph. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we love you, Papa. I've <laughs> uh, got a good question here. Uh, send us your comments again, and it's, it's always welcome. Uh, uh, great coverage last night. Uh, did you miss the food segment? I'm sure the food segment is available on SBS On Demand. Glad you tour. That was yeah, a great cool. show. That was a great opening, wasn't it? Okay. I've learned. I watched it. I loved it. Do you know yeah. what I've learned? Is that you don't actually mix all your veggies at the same time. Really? Yeah, and then uh, maybe I'll try. I don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> make anyway. sure you mix cream and butter in. With no, the no, no, no. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Marianne, it's available on SBS on Domain. Uh, other winners and losers, you talk about Pocket Char very quickly. There's a great footage on the uh, SBS uh, Cycling Central website where you see Pocket Char in the spring going, yeah. making, making some room for himself. He, he, I think it for a young guy. Yeah, he, d- he didn't need to do that. And Matt Keenan mentioned him in, in the post race in the slow mo. You can see Pogacar uh, in that sort of front group of 19, 20-odd riders. So he is already showing his versatility, isn't he? Absolutely. Uh, he's just, just for, a, for a young kid in his debut Tour de France, he's able to mix it at the front in those wet, slippery conditions. So, you know, in this podcast, we've introduced uh, stuff like the puppets. Oh, who have we got today? Who have we got today? And why did you select him? So let me just uh, yeah, yeah. Just summarize. Yeah, intro, yeah. Uh, there is a orange jersey that we will give away every day to a rider that we think either is the best rider or has done something incredible or something noticeable. It doesn't have to be necessarily on the bike. It could be, you know, someone that's bringing 10 bottles with them or something that, you know, some gesture that we will see around uh, the Tour de France. And you pick up this jersey. It's Maka's orange jersey. Yeah. And who have we got today? Yeah, Mickey Shah, CCC. So it's great because their, their team kit is orange as well. Yeah. Uh, look, he was in the breakaway. And um, he's, he's about six foot three, six foot four. He's a monster. He handled those slippery skating rink conditions superbly, I thought. And um, you know, I think he deserves it. You know, he was battling out for the polka dot, uh, Jersey in the end, I don't think he got it, but he did get the combativity prize. Yeah. I think you said. Absolutely. He's my he's my um, orange jersey of the day. I thought it was a great ride. Let's listen from him. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Actually, I got just caught when they neutralized this downhill, and on the downhill was everywhere oil. So it was raining, and you see those oil colors of oil. So it was really dangerous, and I was happy that the peloton took an uh, initiative to go down easily. But then he started and Greg came to me and said, Mickey, you just got to be careful. It's unpredictable. Like they go down, you cannot imagine when they go down, you know? And I was like, bye Greg, it's normally he's, you know, he's switched on and he's always up front and he's, he knows, he sees the dangers. And it actually happened, like, like he told me two minutes before the crash. And yeah, it was unpredictable. It's just slippery and you don't see it. Yeah, yeah I think the sun is coming out tomorrow. 
Uh, the sun will shine again tomorrow. It, no, he's been wrong. <laughs> you know what it looked like? It looked like he was one of those uh, whistleblowers <laughs> in a dark room, mask on. Yeah, okay, I know exactly who did what, who did this, dubbing them all in. I was wondering if he was praying for the sun to come in. He was so dark in his bedroom. Hilarious. <laughs> come on, brighten the room up a bit, mate. Anyway, before uh, uh, looking at uh, tracks again, Frego, what they've been doing uh, around that stage, just want to point, point out something to you. Uh, in terms of the falls we had yesterday, you know, Pino, at three, it's the third fall for Pino in since the beginning of the season. Uh, he looked pretty unhappy. That was a pretty he was French sad face. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, it was classic French sad phrase. Yeah. Oh, look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> we joke about it. But no, it was bad. And I'm a massive fan of Pino. I think he's a dynamic, exciting rider to watch. So that was a real shame. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there's a question here. What happened at the 3K mark that caused the crash? I think we can just quickly uh, go back to this. Uh, the, the race time were neutralized at the 3K mark, so they knew yes, because the, the roads, yeah. Yeah. And the, the roads were quite dangerous, so they just thought, the organization, rightly so, actually, uh, thought that if we neutralize the time at the 3K mark, that would free up people that would just try to go, you know, the, the Alaphilippe and so on, that would not want to lose time uh, and mix themselves in the, in, uh, in the, the sprint. It was only just enough yeah, because they crashed, point. literally. <laughs> and what happened is, uh, is some riders just lifted up. Yeah. And others didn't because they were still under that banner. Yeah. And they touched wheel and then just went back. Yeah, it was crazy. That's yeah, basically was, uh, yeah. the, how it went. Uh, touching base on the, some of the losers as well. Uh, Ineos versus Jumbo is one all in the fall. Uh, having said this, Ineos probably lost a bit more with Sivakov. Ineos lost massively. They, I mean, with Sivakov, they, you know, he had, a, he had a couple of crashes. He lost, I think, 13 minutes. So he's had a big, big loss. And look, he's a massive support uh, for Bernal and Carapaz. So he'll be hurting. He'll be hurting in stage two, that's for sure. And um, that, that's a big blow for them. George Bennett, on the other hand, for Team Yumba Visma, he crashed as well. He didn't look as bad. He came in five minutes down, but he was with a group of riders. So Bennett, I think he, he you know, sort of dropped the clutch in. Once he got, once he did crash, he went. I'm not even going to try and get back on. He's played the super support role. Lose time doesn't matter. I'm here for one cause, and that is to help. Uh, you know the two leaders um, in uh, Dumoulin, and of course, um, I've forgotten his name. Roglic. He might win the tour by Maybe make another this. <laughs> Not Ronnie Point here. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> there's so much going on. There's so much happening. Yeah. Uh, but this is live. You know, yeah. this is live and this is fun. And I hope you are, you are enjoying it. Stage two. Stage two is going to be a beast of a ride. That's what we said. Yeah. Uh, and and what can we expect? And then, of course, we just heard from Piper and the, the pressure that Pogacar can be under. He says he's not under pressure. No. Nah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with Alan Piper. And, Look, Alan Piper's a, a cool head as well. He's got loads of experience. So he will be, you know, he's he's a perfect man to sort of have in the ear of Pogacar and the rest of the team, in fact. So he'd be sort of brimming with confidence in, internally, Piper, but he will be just like the old cliche, keep a lid on it, boys. Just go about your business, do what you do, do what you've been doing because it's jagged as a stage win and a yellow jersey and we could potentially get another one. Yeah, absolutely. So Pogacar is one of the uh, contenders potentially uh, uh, being very uh, interesting to watch out tonight. Alaphilippe, uh, is, is, he had a hard day yesterday. He grinded. He did, but he's a star. I, I don't discount 
that Alaphilippe can bounce back today because he is a superstar. I just wonder um, how, how how bruised and battered he'll be from that opening stage. Took him a while to get back as well. Yeah, he was a mechanical. He had a fall and then he had a mechanical. As so, a he's had a, so he's had a couple of mishaps. Yeah, I think he'll, he can bounce back. Though. Yeah, but having said this, like, can I be the devil's advocate and say it's not the perfect start of the season that he's having. You know, he's been, he's been, he's been performing well, but he hasn't didn't win anything. Uh, he's been frustrated. You can see he's getting a bit frustrated. It, like it. To try and stack up, that, that's the problem. When you have an amazing year like you did last year, uh, to try and match that, and we sort of all expect that, don't we? It's so, so hard to do. He will not have the Tour de France that he had 12 months ago. He, so he I, can't actually, I can't dream of a, a, an 18-day no, meal or something. No, no, you, can't, I don't think, you definitely can't dream of that. But he might have a high GC place at the end of it all. But it just might not be as dynamic, or it might not seem as dynamic. But it might—he might end up having a higher general classification position. So not all is lost, but you've just—we've just got to be—we've got to lay off him a little bit, and um, you know, let him do his thing. Yeah, absolutely. Stage two tonight, uh, hard stage, four thousand meters climb, and then two climbs of sixteen k. It is. It's nuts, and I've just got it here in front of me as well. It's and and just remember the sting in the tail is that last little climb, Colbert's, uh just on the run into town. And look, it's a regular for all the guys that live in that area. It's a climb that they know really well. Um, so it is going to be a bottler of a stage, but it is a it is a mountainous stage. It's not a sort of in between hilly stage. It's a mountain stage. Yeah. It's a proper mountain stage. And we talked about it having a mountain stage straight off the the, the mark, straight off mm. the mark of the, of the Tour de France. And how do you recover from a stage one that we have? Uh, if you're a rider, you're an ex-rider. Mentally, someone like Pino, someone you know, someone like Alaphilippe, someone like uh, well, Sivakov, Sivakov, for example. Sivakov yeah. for me is a good example. So Sivakov crashes yesterday, right? Twice. He, you could see him shaking his head. He was really despondent. Loses 13 minutes. Christoph, I can tell you when you crash like that with 70 kilometres to go in the pouring rain, for 70 kilometres, it feels like you've got four hours to go, even though they're pro cyclists, that's what they're trying to do. Mentally, it is really, really scarring and he finished on his own. So he, he, you know, the best part of his day yesterday was when he would have hit the bed at the hotel room or, or the massage table. So he's had a brutal day. He'll bounce back, he has to, but yeah, that really knocks you around. Yeah, uh, the condition tonight would be a lot better. We've got uh, Brenton Ray with uh, with uh, the, the forecast. Thank you, Brenton. Uh, sunny condition in Nice for tonight's stage around Thank 30 goodness. degrees. Well, for for a part of the world that has 300 days of sun per year, I know. I tell you what, did, did and you said this ASO. ASO, they control the weather. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they sit there with the dials. <laughs> they sit there with I, the dials. Have a look at this. Well, I, I looked at the at the weather yesterday. Uh, last time it rained in Nice was on the 4th of August. 0.2 millimeters mm. and before that was two months before so it didn't rain for about three months and the first time it rains okay so now let's just digress slightly for a second if we can much like conspiracy theory conspiracy theory the weather the dials they control it i'm with you by the way what about the train oh what about the don't train? get me started. the first time <laughs> in La course i was like oh that's cool how cool is that the train's alongside the riders and then in the men the first lap Oh, there it is again. Wow, that's what a coincidence. Yeah. Second time, third time. That, the trip. Tell me, people, seriously, The Truman Show. If you've seen the movie, <laughs> you will agree with me. Yeah. They're like, here they come. Quick, roll the train out. 
classic classic ISL. But at the end, uh, either ASO or France or French Railways, <laughs> they paid the dude to wait, uh, and wait for the peloton, look on the left, and then start his train when the peloton was coming. And and, that's why he did all that. And you know the point. Right, a couple of times on that point, a few of the riders were just yeah. doing the old nature break off to the side. Like, geez. imagine being in that train. You know? <laughs> could have been bad. Let's yeah. let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, you talked, you touched a little bit on on local knowledge. A lot of the riders live in the area, uh, and we spoke to Richie Richie Pop about mm. this local knowledge because he actually lives in this area. Let's have a listen to uh, Richie Pop. Yeah, we do the the climb up um, Colmian, which we did in Paris Nice. It's a, a little bit far to to do from, from Monaco, but then we have the Col de Torini, which is uh, in the summertime, we all go out that way, uh, up Torini. It's probably more famous for the rally, but it's one of the most beautiful climbs you could do. So we know that well. And then obviously you do Col de S in, in the finish too, and then the run down into to Nice. I think uh, now, nowadays how it is, most of the guys came in early uh, who don't live around the Nice-Monaco area. So everybody's done their recon, but yeah, it's it's one of those stages that you're not accustomed to seeing at the start of the tour. So it's going to be a, a, a tricky one um, to see how the tactics are. Like, I mean, it's a stage where Alaphilippe can win from a small bunch kick and, and take the, the yellow jersey. So it's going to be an, an interesting stage to see how and, and which teams will control. Richie Port uh, still sitting in his hotel. I mean... Uh... No, that's an interview we did two days ago. <laughs> uh, but seems relaxed. <laughs> it seems pretty relaxed after a hard day. Go to bed! <laughs> but no, local knowledge, uh, fair point. They, they've all been recognising those those routes uh, way before. Yes. But still, still, do you think the local knowledge is is an adventure? We talk about Pino, Pino at Planche de Belfie. What about them? Yeah, yeah, no. When you live there, you know every single pothole, you know every little crack in the road, you know the best way, you know, to take the corner. So there, there is a little bit more um, advantage for the guys that live in that area. Absolutely. Uh, somebody else that we had uh, interviewed before is Matt White. Uh, yeah. Matt White from Mitchelton Scott. And that was straight after they did the recon of stage two. Uh, and he was, you know, some interesting comments. There is, yeah. You can expect some surprises for sure. Uh, today, we just, uh, the team, we just rode the stage two of the tour. And it's, it's for, for the Tour de France, it's, for, it's not a normal stage two of the tour. Uh, it'd be a pretty select group, I think, straight away. Uh, and this, and we're, we've got one of our sports directors now doing some of the early stages in the first week as well. And there's some surprises, that's for sure. It's definitely not a stereotypical first week of the Tour de France. And I think with the build-up, and by the time we do arrive in the Pyrenees, uh, I would expect uh, we'll already have a fair shake-up of uh, the general classification riders. There you go, Matt White from Mitchelton Scott. Um, quick prediction for tonight? I've got to go with Pogacar. I think, why not? They're on a roll, UAE. They've got the stage win. They've got the yellow. Uh, they'll they'll go all in for him now. Christoph will know he won't keep the yellow, I think. they'll He'll try and defend well, it, but they'll also... He's got it here. Well, he's got it here. <laughs> this is the yellow. Christoph, I've got the yellow. He, so you don't think he's going to keep it? No, I don't think so. I think Pogacar, Pogacar is the man. Um, so do you want to see Pogacar in yellow? I'd like to. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be cool. Cool for the race. He's young. It's his debut. He, we, you know, we're, we're, we're all excited about seeing what he can do. Remember, he was third in the Vuelta last year with three stage wins. Yeah, he's my chip. Okay, I'm going to go out of Philippe just for the flag. Yeah, do it. Do just it. for the flag, but I, I kind of agree with you that actually it would be cool to see Pogacar because mm. we've been banging about Pogacar for quite a while. Uh, we have to be proven right. At, well, well, yeah, at some point, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so the uh, broadcast starts tonight on SBS at 8.30 uh, p.m. Uh, we definitely will be there. I hope you guys will be there. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll you be there. Your screen at some point. Did, you, did you like my backdrop last night? People okay, were okay. saying where I was. Are you in Bordeaux? Are you in Bordeaux? <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> Don't I wish ever. Which, what sort of reds? Uh, well, any what, sort what? of red. Any sort of red from Bordeaux. You asked me the wrong guy. Yeah, I know, I know. As soon as I said that, I went, hang on, you're not a wine drinker. Remember, the Frenchman who doesn't drink wine. That's me, go figure. <laughs> anyway, like I said, uh, coverage starts at 8.30 p.m. tonight. Thank you for tuning in uh, to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me uh, remind you, you can uh, download, uh, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central, or log a rise with our friends at Zwift until the next episode, which will be tomorrow, 1 p.m., once again, like every other day of the Tour de France, it's back to Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer and your PC, Mac or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.